0: truth, perspective, and growth. This is the Michael Carroll Discipleship Podcast. And I think a lot of times we can
1: look at this and say, like, why did God do this? I think it's a big question right now. And for people to ask that question, is very, um, very okay. Like, I think that the church can get so awkward about questions, and I think um, God isn't afraid of our questions. Um, I always think it's like, I, I tell people, it's okay to ask God questions, it's just not okay to question God.
0: Well, I'm so excited to have a good friend of mine, and not only is he a good friend, but he is an amazing leader. Um, a guy who's doing God is doing amazing things through him, Josh Andrew. We're so uh, we're so excited to have you on uh, board on the episode. We know that uh, you have you know, a ministry that God is really uh, effectively reaching this next generation through. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about that and a little bit about maybe what God is speaking to you, man. But first off, I just want to thank you uh, for taking the time to be on the show. How are you doing today, Josh?
1: Good. I'm ready. It's been an interesting day already. We're Every day is a new day, so we're just learning and growing, and um, I'm pumped to be on here. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. We're definitely pumped to have you. How's online doing? You guys doing Good.
1: Good, absolutely. We uh, we got like seven services and it's rolling. So every day is a new day. It's a big stretch for the creative department, but...
0: <laughs> the the <laughs> but creative... The creative yep. department at all larger churches have become like the admin team, the operations yep. team, the executive Absolutely. team. Like uh, yep. social media people are like making decisions they've never made before. Like <laughs> right, you know. So it's so funny to see how how that's adjusted. That's that's funny, man. Well. Um, that's a good segue to talk a little bit more about you. As a leader, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about how you got into ministry. What are you passionate about? What uh, What's your focus on reaching people? Uh, tell us a little bit so we can get to know you a little bit better for, for those in my audience who may not know you.
1: Yeah, so obviously my name is Josh Andrew. I live in Omaha, Nebraska. I, li- I was born and raised in Sioux City, Iowa. I don't really tell much people that. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I got saved when I was 15, just in a youth group, um, got really Convicted from a sermon and had really no idea where to go and what to do. Um, only went to church on Christmas Eve with my family. Wasn't really that guy. Um, and I really had some strong leaders when I was young, grab hold of me and teach me how to pray, how to lead, how to um, preach, how to take care of people, um, even how to treat a woman right. Like all that stuff was crafted when I was 15, 16. So really foundational years. Um, and ever since then, when I was 17. I interned at my church in Sioux City. Um, and then 18, when I was a senior in high school, I became full-time staff there, helping with kids department and youth and just kind of all around. Um, so kind of really awesome to be a part of a uh, large community at that young of an age to really grab a hold of the calling of my life. Really had no idea what that looked like, though. Um, went to college and ended up leaving that school to move to Omaha, Nebraska to be a part of my city church. So now we're here.
0: Yeah, an incredible church too. Um, God is doing great things through you guys. Uh, name of your senior pastor, Jesse
1: Norman. So he
0: um, he moved. He
1: lived in Miami actually. He was with um, Trinity Church and Voo Church, and then he moved. He moved to Omaha, Nebraska to plant here. So
0: awesome! Wow, what a move. Yeah, from absolutely. My, from <laughs> Miami to Omaha, man. <laughs> you know you're called when you leave Miami to come to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, usually it's the other way around, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely. Funny. That's good. That's how you know you're called for sure. Well, hey, uh, as a leader, uh, we I already know God is speaking to you, and I already know that you've taken time to process and 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 really seek out the voice of God. Uh, why don't you kind of give us a little bit of insight into what you feel uh you're processing uh during these moments? Have them? Have there been things that you've had to adjust or change about your own uh, ministry, about your own personal life? Uh, uh, let's talk about that a little.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for you guys who don't know, and even you, like I'm the operations guy for our downtown campus. We launched in in February, actually. So, there's nothing to operate right now. Yeah. Um, we don't have load in. We don't have load out. We don't have a coffee team. There's really nothing. Um, so, it's been really cool to watch the like my team, um, probably two thirds of the church actually grab a hold of what really matters. And that's the people hmm. um, being able to like that's all we got right now is just taking yeah. care of people. So, um, it's been a time investment, of course, um, investing into more people and being able to have hard conversations and great conversations with my leaders of like, are we taking care of people? So it's all new, and we're all learning together, and it's been really awesome just to kind of grab a hold of it and be like, "Guys, we don't know how long this is going to be. Uh, we yeah. don't know much, but we do know that people are our heart, and there's nothing to operate right now besides people." So, um,
0: yeah, I, lo- I love that you, that. I love that you said that all we have is people. Um, and this may be a loaded question for you, but do you think that? we've added so much to the plate sometimes that it seems that maybe people have been drowned out in, in some of our church systems.
1: Yeah. I always, I, I do think so. Sometimes I think we can get lost in the doing just tasks and getting stuff grind, like grinding. And um, when I took the role of operations, they told me like, dude, your prayer life and Bible time and community better be 20 out of 10 or you're just going to get drowned in this. Cause it is yeah. a lot of tasks. It's a lot of doing. It's a lot of, um, but more importantly, I think this time we can just be, like be with God, be with His people. Um, yeah. There is no doing right now. <laughs> We're all stuck yeah. in our places, so it's perfect time just to connect and grow together. So,
0: yeah, and I think f- for us the same has uh, been. I, I work at a, a church as well, so we've had a, a similar experience. Where I mean, obviously our church loves people, uh, and, and mm-hmm. we loved people before COVID nineteen. So this isn't you know something that we started to do, right? Um, but we've had the opportunity to. Connect with people in ways that we weren't connecting before. And what I think we've all learned together, and if we could be humble enough as leaders to admit this, is that maybe we weren't connecting as well as we could have with the uh, technology that's been available to us. Uh, maybe the uh, excuse, well, I don't have time to meet today, isn't good enough. You may not have time for a coffee meeting, but we've had zoom before COVID-19 we've (laughs) had FaceTime we've had all of these things before this and we've had the opportunity to learn this stuff for some of us who may have not known that technology, but these options were always available for us. So I think there's, there's this an awakening to uh, the ability to connect uh, in ways that may not be traditional, Mm -hmm. but they can still be life changing and life giving. And and we've had some great opportunities to connect with our people through groups and, and classes and stuff. And, and real conversations are happening. And I'll be honest with you from, from our perspective, some of the conversations seem to be a little bit more deep. People yeah. almost seem a little bit more comfortable when they're in their home Absolutely. communicating from that way. What, have you experienced that at all? Yeah,
1: we've we've definitely noticed it. I lead a group that used to meet at a restaurant, and now it's meeting on Zoom. And just yeah. listening to the conversations of people and just opening up a little bit more. And just having more fun, I think, too. Just like being able yeah. to just enjoy themselves and not get so caught up in just emotions, but just being able to have a conversation together and, Um, like me and my girlfriend had a double date with another like pastoral couple and played games on zoom and it was fun. Like it wasn't like, so I think it's been really cool just to kind of watch the transition of not only like the leaders, the leaders, but the other, like just people attending and being able to just have fun and be open. Um, we've even noticed that in church, like church online, like there's been people who would never walk in our doors that are watching being like, Oh my yeah, gosh, when this yeah. gets over, like I can't wait to come check it out because this is not
0: what I expected. So
1: yeah, across the board, incredible.
0: it's been really cool. Um, it's been awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. We've had the same thing too. So, um, have you, have you tried out the app house party? I haven't yet. You need to bro. We are doing uh, family time. We have family across the country. So, mm-hmm. uh, we've been able to do family time, with it it's got some incredible games we actually do for our leadership on our on our school ministries while well, we have our school leadership we have uh we do that as well it's it's a good one so maybe next double date try house party and house yeah. party is definitely not paying me by the way this is not a <laughs> plug for them yeah. but it is uh it is an amazing app um so uh okay so as uh, you're also not only are you a a christian but like i said you're also a leader from your perspective, what do you feel is most important for the church to be processing and focusing on right now in these moments? It's honestly, like I said,
1: the last question, just people, like I think that right now it's a crazy season, but it also can be a useful season that yeah. we can look at something like this situation and know that um, this is what we got. I think that's the biggest flaw in the church right now is thinking that like once this gets over, we can do this. And it's like, let's not worry about the next season let's worry about right now and the people that we can reach right now. Um, so yeah, the processes and stuff, man, it's been so cool watching just, um, people rally together, be able to just know that um, this is all we got and we're going to use it. Um, not looking so far down the line that like, Oh, end of May, early June. No, let's worry about today. Let's worry about who we're reaching today. Cause, um, yeah, I think it's so huge just to focus on um, who we got and how we're going to do it. Um, so yeah, systems, we have always focused on just people, man. It's been so cool watching um people rally together like never before, feels like. And it's not even we can't even meet like um six feet apart, but um yeah, definitely thinking it's just the people, man. It's um but also being able to own that, not necessarily just um look at a situation being like, Yeah, people matter. That's great, but what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Having strategy and being able to like look at systems and numbers and being able to like okay well this service was a little off how can we grow this or how can we be more strategic with what we're doing um, with our team and so it's been really awesome just being able to just learn all together um, and walk into a season that we all kind of don't know what we're doing but it's it's good.
0: Yeah, I've, it, it almost t- it almost is causing some people to have a reverse of philosophy because I was talking about this yesterday to another another pastor and um it seems that sometimes when you get caught up especially in a larger church like yourself or uh, some other churches who have multiple services and, and campuses and stuff like that it almost seems like we have uh served uh we have reversed it from using kind of people's and teams and, and stuff to to serve the the systems of the church mm-hmm. rather than the opposite of using the, our our resources and our systems and things to serve the people of the church and equip mm-hmm. them as well. So it's it's it, it's a total reverse of, of philosophy. Instead of I need people to fill this building so we can have a service, into right. the ideal the ideology of I'm having service to reach these people. You know, and who who comes. That's the win right there. And whatever we do, it's for these people right here. And if we could be honest and, like I said, uh, humble enough to admit, uh, we drift sometimes as leaders into uh, these focusing on the systems and focusing on getting uh, more people and and bigger events and all of these things. And I love – I, the larger churches have no problem with them. I love events. I think they're fun and good for the community. So I'm I'm not against all of that, but um, I think it's causing us to look at the philosophy of why we do this. Is it really to serve people or are yeah. we building, like you said, structures and systems? And I think it's healthy for all of us to have uh, the opportunity to evaluate that because if we could be honest, We were busy. Is that not right, Josh? Were you busy before this? We are busy. (laughs) We're busy. And so many of us needed time to evaluate. And it's not that we didn't want to evaluate. I think we just needed time. You know, we needed time to be able to pause and listen to God and hear His voice and evaluate Absolutely. and scale down and all of that stuff. And you know, I think you know, there could be a lot of negativity towards the church right now. Well, you should be doing this and should be doing that. And I know people who work in churches, uh, churches like myself and other people. They're hardworking people who love God, who love people. They're doing the best they can. So, um, but like we, like you just, we were just talking about. We're busy people, and I don't think people realize that sometimes. I, I hear even on Sundays, we I talk to some of the people in the church, and and they ask me, "So, hey, what do you do during the week?" And and I'm like, "Well, I work," and they're like, "Oh, at the church?" Yeah, they're like, "Well, what do you guys do at the church?" Uh, you must have never understood what it takes to keep right. this thing running, you know, and so. Absolutely. I think it's a blessing that pastors across the country had the opportunity to pause, experience a Sabbath rest, Mm -hmm. experience God's presence and have a chance to evaluate man. Um, Which leads me to my next question. Um, Everyone's different. Everyone has their own rhythm uh, in life spiritually. What are some of your rhythms that you, that you do uh, throughout the day to, to get closer to God? What is your, what is your spiritual life look like?
1: Yeah. So, I also own a business. I didn't say that, but I own a marketing agency that has 15 employees. So taking nice. care of that. So I found that um, during, like midday is perfect time for me to do uh, my Bible time, my prayer time, even connecting with other people. Sometimes just going to have conversations, just because it breaks up the day for me. Um, mm. I'm not a morning person like at all. I, uh, mm. I'm good. <laughs> like if I need to wake up for something, I will. But I'm not like I'm not the guy who wakes up right away and hops over and has his prayer time and Bible time. A couple days a week we have like morning prayer, like men's prayer and stuff, which is different because like we're all doing that together. But for my individual time, it's usually around noon. I have an alarm clock on my phone that just says Jesus time, and it'll pop up. Nice. um, And I just put down like no matter what I'm doing, if I'm in a meeting or whatever, it's it's Jesus time. So um, making him a priority is actually it's, it's, it's weird too, is it's almost harder right now for me. Um, cause I'm stuck in my home office for 12 hours a day. Um, yeah. so it's like right in the middle of the day, it's like, all right, let's do it. Um, I also have some really like heavy accountability as well. So I have friends that text me at 8 PM every day. Like, did you have your Jesus time? Did you,
0: what oh, did you incredible, read? Man, I um, love just that. being able
1: to like overemphasize the point of like, it matters and, um, the fund, the fundamentals are what, grows us and grows me as an individual. So,
0: yeah. That's incredible. How important do you think accountability is, especially for someone who's single? Well, you have a girlfriend, but who's, you know, not living with
1: mm-hmm. someone
0: right now. And, like, how how important do you think accountability is? For, for I think it's
1: honestly one of the most important growth aspects of your personal relationship with Jesus. Because, yeah. um, like, I think people use the iron sharpens iron in, like, a, a weird, like, <laughs> tumbler picture. And it's, like, it's actually for growth and it's for people yeah. that, um, regardless of, um, like an in-season relationship, it's important. And, um, like we always say at my city, like if you're, if you haven't had a conversation that will, is willing to risk the relationship, you're
0: probably not his friend. Wow. That's powerful. Explain that, uh, b- explain that a little bit more. Uh, cause I yeah. think that's so good. So accountability, you know, so there's a lot of
1: times or a lot of things or, um, some of your close, closest friends can see stuff. Um, like I always say proximity creates passion. So the closest people to you are passionate about helping you grow and learn. So sometimes it is a hard conversation to have to sit down and be like, bro, like what's going on with this? Or, mm. um, how's your prayer life been? And like actually leading into it, like, so what are you praying about? <laughs> um, kind of mm. stepping into it. So yeah, I think a lot of times I, and I feel like I am the initiator of, have you had a conversation with them yet? Um, yeah. Is it a real conversation or were you just kind of like surface level? Um, because surface level conversations aren't what really moves the needle in someone's personal relationship with Jesus. It's the, yeah. Um, yeah. it's the, it's the hard questions that most people don't want to ask. Um, that, and I think that's when we're thinking about ourselves in those situations. Um, and it's, let's, we got to look at the other person, and be like, Hey man, like I see this in you or, um, like certain things like that. So yeah, I think it's important to, um, if you're not willing to risk the relationship with conversations, I don't know if you're a, a true and honest friend.
0: Yeah. That's such a good, that's a, such a good thought, man. And it's true. Um, and this comes back to kind of where we're at, even as a church, as we're evaluating is how deep our relationships with each other, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how deep is our connection with each other? Do we see each other on Sundays and, and, and say, Hey man, God bless you. How you doing, man, doing great. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Well, if, if you're, if that's your answer every day out of the year, you know, you must be the only person alive, you know, who's having a great day every single day. Right. Um, where where's the transparency in the lobby or are we doing you know our sunday best you know and so mm-hmm. uh and you know of course you don't spread your business across the whole church especially yeah. you know you know but if you don't have relationships like you just said pastor josh i love it that <clears throat> you may be risking your friendship by having mm-hmm. this conversation man that's not going to risk your friendship. If it's a real friend, it's going to deepen yep. it, and it's going to give you the ability to uh, truly build roots, not only in that relationship, but in Christ, being the body of Christ. Um, I think that's 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 incredible, man. Uh, I got this verse right here, actually. Ephesians 4, verse 15 through 16. "'Instead, we will spook, speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ.'" who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about is straight-up transparency, straight-up being real and authentic. Hey, I'm battling depression. I'm battling anxiety. My mind is, is, is going through it right now and you're opening the door for the love of God to flow through someone else into your life speak into those things speak mm-hmm. affirmation in spaces where you need it or love and peace or even maybe correction and yeah. and 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 it's so healthy and so needed and i and i hope and pray that in these moments that we are establishing, our church are, is establishing, the local church and the global church, we're establishing relationships with people where we're able to be real, like Pastor Josh is saying right now, connect with people and, uh, and, uh, and allow our walls to go down because let's be real. A lot of us have our Sunday walls up when we go to church, we have Absolutely. our, we got our good clothes on, we got our fit on, we got our smile on, we're, we're being, and, and, and that's great. And we should have joy in life in our community, but where is the moments for a real transparent relationship where God can use each other to help each other, man. I love that. That's so good. Um, so, uh, that being said, let's say that there's someone listening to the podcast right now, and maybe they don't know a whole lot about church, growing in the relationship with God. They they want to, but they don't know where to start. What would you say to that person? Uh, would be What would you be, maybe one or two things you would say, hey, start here, take this time of isolation, do this. What would that be?
1: Yeah, I think one of the best things, and I feel like I've been saying this every day for three weeks, so it's um, it's awesome that I'm saying it again. So um, we always use the, the method of the four-legged stool. So I'm sitting on a chair that has four legs right now. And so picture you have your Bible time, your prayer time, your serving, and your community. So mm-hmm. those are four legs on a stool. And if I don't have, if we take away one of those, I might be able to sit on that stool. But if we take away two of them, it'll be impossible for me to sit on that stool. So I think if you look at those four legs um, and if you're thinking about it, think about which one you're strong in. Think about the weakest one that you're not able to do Um, Mm. and be able to really focus on that of those four. So your prayer time is so important. Um, Your Bible time, your community, and your serving. um, Those are the four-legged stools that are going to be able to, for you to be able to sit and walk in, um, really walk in what God's called you to do. But I also would say find a mentor, find somebody that's really yeah. one step ahead of you. I think that we always have to find like the, the senior pastor to have yeah. a mentor and, and it's that's like, not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Just find one person who's one step ahead of you. They might mm-hmm. not they guarantee you they don't have it all together, but they do know one more thing than you. Um, so mm-hmm. just grab a hold of them. But yeah, man, I always I always talk to the people as if it's the four legged stool. Like I talk to my directors or coaches, like the four legged stool. So Um, Yeah, I I think it's the fundamentals that will get you farther than anything else.
0: That's good. And sometimes it's hard to start. Sometimes people don't know how to pray. And and I always tell people, um, what is life giving to you in that moment? Do that. Mm -hmm. If it's singing, then sing, man. Put on some worship music and sing to God. Be in his presence and start from there. Absolutely. You know, and you can build into a stronger study and prayer time and stuff like that. Or if it's reading and you love books, mm-hmm. you know, and it's if that's life giving and God's presence is moving through that, do that. Start there, build from there. Yeah, your the spiritual distance disciplines will come. But none of us get great at a million hobbies all at one time. We we go we go build them up one at a time, and that's what the spiritual disciplines are. Is Building our life around Jesus, and we're doing it one thing at a time. So, whatever you're good at, whatever's life giving, start there. If you love to sing, man, sing. Put on some worship music. If you love to read, read. Do that. God's presence is with you, He's speaking to you. Don't condemn yourself that's a spiritual discipline of the world not of the uh, not of the uh of God or of heaven uh don't condemn yourself if you're not praying for 3 hours start with 5 right. minutes right start with yeah. 10 minutes i remember when i first was a christian and i used to uh when i was a baby baby christian i used to think that uh uh, praying was not for me because every time I tried to pray, I fell asleep. So I just <laughs> didn't pray. But it's because I I I was around spiritual giants who who prayed for hours, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it, you know. And so I yeah. beat myself up to uh, just maybe praying is not for me, right? And then I just so I just read, but then I I, I God's grace uh, showed me the mercy that He has in his, our relationship with Him, and and i just started small 5 minutes yep. in the morning and that turned into 10 to 15 now it's you know 2 3 hours at times and it and and it doesn't even feel that long well wow. in the beginning if i tried 3 hours i would have been miserable right so it's That's it's good. it's establishing that so don't beat yourself up if you're not there right away start like you said with pastor josh uh, with those four things but start where you where where it's life giving and um and god's grace will get you through it and so we're actually kind of approaching towards the end of our time, but I, I know God has so much more in you. I want to give you an opportunity to share with us what's the most important thing that you think the church needs to hear in this moment. You may have already touched on it in this episode, that's fine, but leave us with what you feel is the most important thing that the church needs to hear in this moment.
1: Yeah, I think what comes to mind is just Ecclesiastes 3, like the seasons, the seasons of life, the seasons of community, the seasons of church. And I really think that God God wants to bless the season we're in. Um, we can get so focused on the next season, the mm-hmm. season of when we're out of this or when we're out of quarantine. Um, but I think we really do need to look through the lens of there is no other season right now. This is the season we have. We yeah. can still reach the people that are close, closest to us and farther even sometimes. So Um, I think we need to know what season we're in because it's almost like if I put seeds during the winter here in Omaha on the ground and it's winter, they will not grow. Um, you can't water something that's frozen. Um, so being able to really acknowledge and know what season I'm in is probably the most important thing I need to do. Um, so realizing that we are in a season that might look different, but God's not stopped right now is he's still going to move no matter what. Um, and I think a, a lot of times we can look at this and say, like, why did God do this? I think it's mm. a big question right now. Mm-hmm. And for people to ask that question is very, um, very okay. Like you could, like, I think that the church can get so awkward about questions. And I think um, God isn't afraid of our questions. Um, I always think it's like, I, I tell people it's okay to ask God questions. It's just not okay to question God. Mm. Um, to be able to go to God and be like, um, ask him questions because he, he's a comforter. He wants to hear what you have to say. Um, and genuinely like we're going to get through this but in this season right now um, it's the same thing it's God's church is moving no matter what um, and we're going to get through this because this is a season this isn't uh, a long a long term thing you know what I mean so.
0: that's good that's so good Pastor Joshua thank you for your time we're praying for you praying for your family praying for your church uh, we know that you're going you're to come out stronger on the other end of this thing. Your people are going to be closer together. And we really believe that the church as a whole, the global church, will be stronger, more connected, more united, more uh, equipped for the mission of reaching people with the gospel of Jesus. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Michael Carroll Discipleship Podcast. Make sure to share this episode with your friends and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at mcarrollnow. Have a great day. Until next time.